haven't really talking a lot of Christians who the, the, the life changing power of Jesus hasn't really affected their lives they, 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 they know Jesus from a, a religious standpoint they, they believe definitely but the, the true transformation power or the life changing force that Christ is I see a lack there uh, uh, and I'm not judging them. I'm saying it's by their responses. All right. So here's Paul. Paul had these conversations with, with the, um, the Ephesians. And he was talking to them about their inner man. See, there, there's, there's two parts of you. You have, well, actually there's three. There's spirit, soul, body. But you have your, your inner man is where, the place where God actually dwells. And then you have your, your, your outer man that responds to the world. Everything is responsive to the world. He, you know, the the, see, those who don't develop a strong inner man are just subject to the pain of all outward things. So I'm looking at my life going, man, I got a lot of outward things going on right now. But inwardly, I feel really good. Praise God. And, and, and I'm like, but, I'm, but I talked to a lot of people. Someone called me last week, and they, were, they had been calling me, and then they patched them through to me, and then they finally got hold to me. And, and, they, and, and, and she was telling me about her whole situation, and I stopped her in the middle of it, and I said, hold on, sweetie, here's my problem. You say you believe in God, and I believe you when you say that, but here's the issue. You don't know him personally. Because if you knew him personally, you would be responding a lot different. Amen. You, some of you, you ever think about it? And, and, then, and you talk to a person, and, and then they go, yeah, I've been in church. I was in church all my life, church as a kid. But somebody told me about the gospel, and it changed everything. Amen. You ever talk to people like that? Some of you were like that. Mm -hmm. You were in church all your life, and then all of a sudden, the light came on. Yes. The light of the gospel popped into your, in your mind. You went, oh, my God, I've been in church all this time, but I never knew God. Mm -hmm. So, you know what? I admire people who have been raised in church because, you know, but then in a way, I feel bad for people who are raised in church. I like people like me because August 3rd, 1983, right around 8 o'clock or so, my life totally changed. I wasn't raised in the church. I wasn't hanging out around the church. I literally just ran into Jesus or he ran into me. Right. And then my whole life just went blip and all out of control and just spent to a whole nother direction. It was like he slapped me so hard, I went like this. <laughs> yes. I'm looking this way, he slaps me and then now I'm going this way. I got slapped in the name of Jesus, I really did. Yes. And I got witnesses, they were there. Yes, indeed. And I mean, my life changed overnight. I kind of feel bad for the people who just went to church all their lives. But then I go, but Lord, in his grace and in his mercy, he had some kind of way he had the gospel come to you. Yeah. I had a man tell me, man, I was in church all my life. I went to the Air Force and the Air Force chaplain told me about Jesus. Yeah. And I'm like, but you had been in church all your life. He goes, I know. Yes. Now, there's two things that could be going on. One, the church might not be presenting the gospel, but I don't necessarily think it's that majority of it. I think majority of it is we're just clouded. Yeah, Satan keeps people clouded. So here's Paul. He says, you know what? Here's the problem, everybody. The problem is your inner man. 
because they were really struggling at that time. All right, all right. So Paul went through a series of conversations about it. Romans 7, we'll start there. Romans 7, whatever, 21. So Paul is, Paul is he, he's now setting us up. He's saying, man, I got to help these people understand something, that there's two parts of you working. Yes. And one has to be stronger or you won't survive. Amen. All right? Auntie, come on. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with so, me. So, Auntie, he's saying this is a law. You know where that law came from? It came from the beginning when Adam fell. He said, here's my law. It's, it's a law that's working. Every, I, I am really a sinful person. Mm -hmm. this, this, it's always, although I want to do good, evil is always right there with me. Anybody witness to that? Amen. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate that. I, 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 sin is always there. I had, I, I, I had to repent for something. I'm like, God, I, I, I got to fix that in my life. Because I know it's wrong. It's like, I can't think that way. I know it's not right. Yes. And I got to repent from that. And I need help on my inside because, Amen. man, I'm a sinful person. Amen. It's a law. He says, it's not just uh, uh, how it goes. He says, it's a law. We are born in sin. It's working in me. I want to do the right stuff. Yes. But man, it's like evil is always present. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll take a moment. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. He says, in my inner man now, I delight in God's law. Yeah. On the inside, because that's where your Christianity is what? It's from the inside out. Yes. Not the outside in. I'm meeting a lot of outside in Christians. That everything around them is killing them and I go man you you really don't and, I, and here's the scarier part I've told people man you really your personal relationship with God man and they go I didn't know I can have a personal relationship with God I've been raised in church all my life but you've been raised in, in religious practices mm -hmm. and, and, and your conscience is just better because you go to church but the personal splashing upon Christ in your life, you, it has an, you haven't experienced it. Because if Christ really crushes, crashes your life, and his glory splashes upon you, everything's different. You begin to think so different. Yes. You don't become perfect, but you begin to think like this. I want to do right, even though evil's always around me. I don't look at somebody. Yes. Come on. But I see another law at work in me, yep. waging war against the law of my mind. He says, yeah, but it's this other war, it's this other law that's working against me, that law of sin, and I'm a prisoner of the law of sin that's working in me, meaning I'm captive to it, meaning because I was born that way, and now God is trying to help me counteract all that with the word, Holy Spirit, the love from God, the, the, the being around good people. Everybody say amen, amen. to that. And he's saying, man, I'm constantly, it's this war raging. Where is the war at, Paul? It's in my mind. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's in my mind. You ever had a great day and woke up the next day and it wasn't a good day, but nothing happened? Mm-hmm. You just woke up that day and went, oh. What happened yesterday? You were so happy. I know. <laughs> it's a war. Yes, it is. We are surrounded by, it's, 
We're bombarded by so much, so many things. And here's Paul going on my, my inner man, though. Yes. I'm, he's a slave to what God wants to do in my heart. That's why, man, my conscience is so clear because of what I do. And I'm not saying I do everything right. But one thing I'm counting on is God knows my heart. Amen. He knows that deep down, Lord, I am struggling with this. And let me tell you something about when you're struggling with something. You're in a good place. Amen. Know when you're dangerous, when you're not struggling anymore. Amen. Know when I'm going to worry about you. When you come to me and go, man, you know, hey, Kenan, I'm really struggling with this. I go, good, you're still good. When you stop struggling is when you're in trouble. Amen. As long as you struggle, this law is going on. The war is raging inside of you. Your inner man is fighting off the outer man. Amen. Yes, he is. I've had so many things happen to me. My outer man is going through the ringer. I feel like a car, as soon as you take it off the lot, it starts to depreciate. As <laughs> <laughs> soon as you drive your car off the lot, they go, oh, $1,000. If you turn around and bring it back, you won't get what you paid for. Amen. And I'm like, man, but my outer man is, is, is being bombarded by all the weight. I feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulder. But yet still, I got stuff to do. Yes. So my inner man, hallelujah somebody, yes. has to carry me. Yes, Auntie, what else we got? Or and making it? me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. Yeah. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this, from this body that is subject to death? Who would rescue me from, yes. from, from what's going on? Who would rescue me from, the, from this law that I'm dealing with, this fight and the struggle that I'm always in? Who's going to rescue me? Jesus. Auntie. Thanks be to God who delivers me. You know who's going to rescue Lord. you. Yeah. There's only one person that can rescue. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus our Lord. So then I myself, where? In my inner man, in my mind, I'm a yes. slave to God's law. But in my nature, I'm a slave to the law of sin. Wow. So which one is stronger? Jesus. On the inner man. A lot of people say, I, I, yeah, I go to church and... I believe in God. I believe you. I already believe you. But the power of the glory of God, but the understanding of God has not crossed your path yet. I can tell by the way you're reacting. When you're a kid and something goes wrong, what do kids do? They just run to their parents. Yeah. They don't faint. They don't give up. They might cry, but who do they cry to? Their parents. Yes. And they go fix it. You know what we do? We fix it. Amen. I find myself running to God going, fix it. Fix it, Jesus. Yes. Because as I can recall, you're the only one that can, you and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and is the only ones that can clear my mind and keep my mind focused to keep me fighting this law. Yes. The law of sin in your life. In our lives, how, only way you're going to survive is the inner man. Yes. The, I'm a slave 
to God's law, and I'm a slave to sin. So who's going to win? Hmm. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. <laughs> Auntie, let's go. Let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians 4. Because we know what? Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. So you know, all of you believe it. That you believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. So now you have to believe that he's going to raise you from the dead. Everybody say amen, amen to that. Everybody say amen to amen. that. Amen. All right, next verse. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow. Okay, to all the this glory is for your God. benefit. I'm telling you all this for your benefit so the grace can overflow. And more people, it will cause more people to give thanks. Why? Because they're watching how you handle things. Yes. Watching the glory of God on your life, and it's overflowing to God's glory. God will get the glory for how you are, for how strong your inner being is. Jesus. All right, next verse. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away. He says, therefore, we don't lose heart. Where's your heart? It's on the inside. Yes. Therefore, we don't lose our inner strength. Though outwardly we're wasting away like the car you take off the lot. Yes. Yet inwardly, God keeps tuning it back up. Yes, yes. Thank Paul was saying this thing because Paul was racked with pain. His body was breaking down. He was almost a cripple. Paul was saying, though my outward man is wasting away, inwardly I feel like a giant. Yes. Everything around me is crazy, yes. but inwardly I'm a monster. <laughs> yes, yes. And the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yes. And some people are saying, Keaton, why are you still going? Well, what am I going to do? Yes. This stuff is working in me, man. Now here's the thing, I'm when people call for your help, they don't care what's going on with you. Right, right, right. <laughs> when people call in, they don't care what's happening in my world. When people contact me, they don't care if my stomach hurts. They don't care if I got a headache. They just go, help me. Mm -hmm. And I go, okay, I'm not really feeling like helping you. But because my inner man, hallelujah somebody, hallelujah. always clicks on at the right time, now I got to take all the stress of what I'm dealing with, put it over here, and go, okay, so what do you got? And then when you tell me all I hear is someone who doesn't know God. Amen. And I don't judge them. Now how do I tell them, how do I lead them to seeing that they don't know you? Yes. Because they're believers. But they've never experienced the life-changing power of God. If I was bound by outward circumstances, let me tell you something, guys. I wouldn't be here. Amen. Amen. I'd be crying somewhere in my room, or I'd be on a plane somewhere. I wouldn't be here. But inwardly, hallelujah, Inward. though my outward circumstances crash up against me. Yes. Our relationship with God is a personal one. Not a religious one. Amen. Amen. My understanding of God is based on who he is, what the word says, what I've learned, what I continue to learn. Not on a denominational thought or 
Who God is, is to me, he, he shows me every day by my relationship with my children. So, okay, let me put all that aside. Okay, what do we got going on? I'm all into you right now. What do we need to fix? Your stuff good? No, but that's okay, because inwardly, hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> Auntie, what's next? Ephesians. Let's go. Ephesians chapter, whatever you say, Three and, 12. and whatever you say, I'll read it. Go. <laughs> in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. It's beautiful. This is a beautiful statement. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom. Um, last time I checked, God was really powerful. Last time I checked, God was really mighty. Yes. Last time I checked, God created everything. Everything. Last time I checked, God can have you drop dead right now. Yes. Last time I checked, God can shut up all the oxygen and everybody just pass out. Yes. Last time I checked, God can determine everything that goes on, and yet still you're telling me with freedom and confidence I can approach him? Jesus. I would think that God would have other things to do than to worry about me. Hmm. Auntie, come on. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. He says, listen, I'm asking you, don't get discouraged from my suffering. Don't get discouraged by it. Because you know what? It's going gonna, it's gonna to bring glory. Because my suffering will bring glory to God. Trust me. Yes. Your boy is suffering right now. And, it, and you know what? It's going to bring glory. Yes. <laughs> He's saying, listen, you guys are getting so discouraged. Because of everything outwardly that's going on. Yes. And you guys are so worried about me. Because I'm breaking down. He wrote this from prison. So they're worried and everything's falling apart and how are we going to continue on? And Paul's going, hold on. Don't get discouraged. Where do we get discouraged? In our inner man. Yeah. Auntie, come on. For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives this name. He says, so this is the reason why I am getting ready to pray for you. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner in being. In your inner being. You notice he didn't pray to change things outwardly. Yes, that's right. He didn't say, spring me out of jail, ship me back to them, fix all their problems. And then I pray with people and they go, this is my situation. And I find myself praying for the inner man and they go, oh, pastor, that was great. But you didn't pray for my situation. Yes, I did. Amen, amen. I totally prayed for your situation. Yes. Because if you can get your inner man strengthened, you'll see that your situation is a mosquito bite when it comes to the problems of life. Yeah, yeah. So your situation is just life. I, I know you want me to pray that it goes away. I know you want me to pray that he loves you. I know you want to pray that he comes back to you. I know you want to pray that your children will get along. Let me tell you something. I have prayed for all of that when I'm praying for strength for your inner man. Amen. Paul did not pray for the outward things to be straight now. He prayed that I know what God, I pray out of his glorious riches now. He may strengthen you with power through the spirit 
where you need it. Yes, yes. Because you're getting discouraged. You are fainting. Yes. Auntie, give it to me. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So Christ will fix all of your problems and make everything better. No. So Christ can dwell in your heart. Where's your heart in the inner man? How's he going to do it? Through your faith in who he is. Because you know he raised him from the dead. You know he's going to raise you from the dead. All right. Thank you. <laughs> so it's like, man, he's saying, and I pray that you're being rooted and established in love. Yes. Paul, they got all these problems, and you're praying that they will have love. And so, so power to establish love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep the love of Christ. The only way you're going to understand this is like this. For you to understand how much God really loves you, you have to understand how powerful he is. Yes. Tell you what I mean. Somebody who's powerful in the world, he's not worried about the little things. That's right. We can go to, who's, who's president? Biden. <laughs> we can go to Biden and, and, and look at the things on his desk. You know whose name are, isn't going to be there? Mine or yours. That's right. He's too powerful. He's too busy. He's too busy running this big old country that's crazy. He's not thinking about us. And I'm going, if he, God, all you did was create the heaven and earth, cause everything to explode and exist, create man out of nothing, all you did was make sure that the sun rises and the moon, all you did is make sure the earth continues to spin so we'll have gravity, all you did is figure out some kind of way that plants will grow and animals will produce so we can eat them. All you did is pursue, make trees put off oxygens. All you did was make sure the oceans helped clean the earth. And all you did was get water out of a rock, part the Red Sea. Yes. You're so powerful. Yes. Why are you worried about me? Amen. The angels had it right. They said, what is man? Why do you care about them? Yes. You shouldn't. You're too glorious. You're too holy. And you so you the Bible says he's concerned about birds. How much more is he concerned about you? Yes. Jesus. And we faint in our inner man. He says, I gotta pray that you understand the depth of God's love, how wide it is, how long it is, how deep it is. The only way you're gonna do it. Is if you realize how powerful he is and to realize that he doesn't have to take a minute for you Amen. the earth is his footstool as the bible says yes. he spoke and the universe appeared He had pillars of fire lead them. He, he swallowed Pharaoh up. He, he stopped the sun. Jesus healed blinded eyes and caused cripples to walk. But you love me? No powerful man on earth would love like that. That's They'll right. be too busy. That's right. Too busy what? Being powerful. They get underlings to do the little bitty stuff. You know why we have mayors and governors and 
representatives and all that. Because the president is way too busy. Mm -hmm. So he's got the underlings who do all that kind of stuff. You take care of it. But God himself says, no, I take care of all of that. God, but you're so much. I know. It's called love. Yes. Thank you. Once you understand that, your inner man will be, be it, will, it will begin to respond better. Auntie, give it to me. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to Wait the measure. Wait a minute. And to know this love things. that gets past knowledge yes. or your understanding. See, people who struggle so much with the outward things, I go, man, you don't understand. Your, your inside, your, 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 there's something stopping you from getting that knowledge. That you only stuck at the knowledge that you know. And the knowledge that you know is totally affected by outward things. So that's why you lie. That's why you cheat. That's why you struggle. That's why you cry. That's why your flesh won't be controlled. That's why you can never get enough. That's why you're never happy. That's why you have no joy. That's why you have no peace. Because inwardly, the true love of God and the true power of God has not reached it. Jesus. It's not reached you inwardly. It hasn't reached your heart yet. You don't know God personally. That's why you lie to your parents. That's why you struggle. And see, this gospel right here will never pack the church. Mm -hmm. That's right. It'll never pack it. Take a look around. It's going to be us against the world. Trust me. Because this gospel is too in your face. Yeah. It, 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 it steps all over your Nikes. It, 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 makes you, it makes your underwear creep up into your butt cheeks, man. <laughs> and it's like, this gospel is too much. But I'm doing the same gospel that Paul was doing. Yes. But people don't want it. They don't want it. They want the God that is like Santa Claus, who just brings them all these gifts and make life so much better. They want the God who sits up on a cloud, fluffy, and just says, no, you guys do whatever you do, you little bad children, and I'll continue to love you. They want the God who they can tell what to do yes. and how things should go. And I'm saying, Lord, man, why did you make me so truthful? I could be off doing very big church right now, but I can't. I'm trying to help your inner man. Yes, thank you. I don't want nobody under my watch to not be affected by the power of God existing in their world. Amen. Bless you. We're not going to be liars. We're not going to be cheaters. We're not going to be deceivers. We're not going to be crybabies. We're not going to give up. We're not going to pass out. We're not going to crash. We're not going to cuss. We're not going to fuss. We're not going to kill. We're not going to steal. We're not going to destroy. We're not going to slander. We're not going to gossip. We're not doing any of that. That's right. Amen. Know why? Because your inner man had somebody tell me yesterday, man, I left that church because, man, they had all this gossip and all. In the church, you know what? I'm not shocked. You know why? Because the, the gospel hasn't reached the inner man. Uh -huh. They're only affected by you're bound by what happens outwardly. It controls your thoughts, controls what you do, controls how you respond. When actually, it's supposed to be from the inside out. 
I'm almost done. I know you said, thank God. Come on. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more now than all Now unto him who is able to do what, auntie? Immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Yeah. According to his power that is at work within Where, us. Where, auntie? Within uh, us. He's yeah. saying, look, go unto him. Cling unto him. Now unto him who is able to do is immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. When I pray for your circumstance, but I pray for your heart first. I'm praying this because that's where the power works. According to his power that at work within us, he's yes. able to do more than you can ask or think. And people read that and, that and they give it to the people and go, yeah, so you can, he's got so much prepared for you. You're going to get so blessed. You're going to get a perfect husband, a big house, nice car. Same what he's talking about. That's right. That's right. He's talking about where your real joy comes from, where your real power comes from, how you survive this crazy world. He says, so it'll work with, according to his power that is at work within us. He's, he's able to do way more than you thought he can do. Yes, yes. You can bear way more than you thought you could bear. Trust me. Yes. People, I thought, I said, he says he won't put too much of you can bear. I can't bear this. Okay, let me pray for you. Uh, you're going to pray that it straightens out? Nope. Lord, touch your heart, please. Show her who you are. Yes. Present yourself to her. Let the gospel seep down into her every inner, inner being. Inner, inner being. Let, it, let her absorb the law of God. She, and, and, the, and the prayer people are like, wait a minute, you got to pray that my husband treats me better. No. Amen. No, you got to pray that I get this, this, this new job. No. I got to pray where the problem is. That's right. You pull a head off a dandelion, it's going to be back in four days. Mm -hmm. You dig it up from the root, it's gone. That's right. That's right. Come on, Auntie, I'm almost done. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So Paul makes this incredible prayer and he says, you know what, everybody, you guys are struggling. You guys are having problems. You guys are worried about me. The church is being bombarded. The Ephesians are struggling, trying to hold on to God. And Paul, he should have been praying that their short situation straightens out, get me out of jail, help me to be stronger so I can go. Nope, he says, I'm just praying that your inner man will hold up. Yes. That, that your inner that your inner man will keep you strong. Yes. So that all these things outwardly will not control you anymore. Hallelujah. You better talk to your kids. Because what happens? Right when kids start to get teenagers, what happens? They get to go off kilter. Know why? It's so much out there bombarding against them. Yes, yes. And if they don't have a strong inner man, you got troubles. Amen. And that's why we lose children when they become teenagers. Because why are they born? And think about it. When we were teenagers, the, light, the world was so much different. It was still pressure, but not the pressure they're under now. Amen. Amen. Bombarded by the internet, bombarded by their friends, bombarded by bad influences. You can pull up anything on the internet now. And then it's disguised by being kid programs. And I'm like, sometimes I hear Julian's pad going off, and I'm like, what are you listening to, dude? Uh -huh. And it may be a cartoon, but it's not a cartoon. That's right. That's right. 
And so many children are lying to parents and hiding things and doing craziness. And it's like, why? Because, but they've been in church all their lives. But see, the power and the glory. I've had so many people over the last month or so tell me, man, I've been in church all my life, but the gospel hit me on this day. Or I was in church all of my life, but my co-worker told me about the gospel and changed my life. You can be in church all your life and not know God. That's right. You can go to church every time the door opens and not know God at all. That's right. Personally. So then when the storms come, your foundation is only built on sand, and that's why we fall apart. He says, build your foundation on a rock, but I can't build them on a rock if I don't have Jesus. That's right. Yeah. So I pray for you. Take all your situations, put them in a garbage bag, and just hold it. And then I'm going to pray for your inner man. It doesn't mean I'm not going to pray for your situations. I'm going to pray for that. Doesn't mean I'm not gonna help you cover that, or I'm just saying, well, under my watch, we are gonna be strong where it matters. Yes. Where does it matter? Paul said it's in the inward man. Yes. And you know what, Paul? I'm a witness to it. Because I really shouldn't be standing here today with everything going on in my life right now. I love what Paul said. Don't be worried about me. Don't you worry about me. I'm good. You pray for me. I'm all right. I'm just trying to use me as an example to say this thing works. Because Kenan of old would handle so many things way differently than I'm handling them. And does that mean that I'm handling them totally right? No. But what it does mean is I'm handling them totally different. Amen. So my prayer is that God will really seep into your life that personally you can say. Because you, you tell people now, yeah, you know, I, I, I have a personal relationship with God. And, they, and they, people almost get offended, like, you can have that? I mean, how, how did you have a personal relationship? You trying to tell me God talks to you and he dwells with you? Come on. That, you know why? Because Satan's got, they're blind. They can't, they, they can't see it. The Bible talks about, and the scales fell from their eyes, and then they saw the gospel. They're, they're blind. They, they got scales on their, on their eyes, and their heart is hard. The Bible talks about breaking up the fallow ground of the heart so that the word can get to the inner man. When you plant seed in your garden, what do you do? You till it. If you just throw seed on the top of it, the bird is going to eat it or the sun's going to cook it. You have to open the ground and put it in there. People's hearts are rock hard. Before you reach anybody with the gospel, you have to pray. You have to pray, what? That they will have ears to hear, eyes to see, and that their heart will be open to the seed that you are getting ready to plant inside of them. Or you won't reach them. So, Father, I give you glory and praise right now. I pray for everyone's inner being where you dwell, where you exist on the inside, where our heart is, where our emotions are, where our feelings are, where 
where our mind works on the inside. I, I pray right now that everybody will, that knows you, God, that they will just continue to know you more. And I pray for those that I introduce you to others right now and say, Lord, come into their hearts, come into their lives. So personally, they can know who you are. Personally, they can see who you are. Lord, hold off the adversary that, that, that would try to keep them lost and keep them discouraged and keep them mixed up. Keep them clouded with, with denominational thought or religious practices because their conscience feels better and they call in a relationship with you. No, Lord, I come against that in Jesus' name and I lose the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, to dwell and speak to them. Open, open your miracles up to them. Open your wisdom and your, uh, reveal your revelations to them. They got to know who you are. Why am I doing this? Leave me alone. Let me go somewhere else then. If they, if they can't stand in a time of trouble, I'm not blaming them. Leave me out of it. My life was fine. You stopped everything. You made me do all this. I'm doing it for you. And I'm, all I'm asking God is that they will know who you are. That they will be able to say they know you they, personally. You they walk with you and they talk with you and everything that they do will be to your glory or don't let or leave me alone 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 <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone, then. <laughs> Leave me Just leave me alone.